1: You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. I'm streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the great robot wars. meter Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to UCI Conversations, a weekly public affairs program dedicated to exploring everything in the land of blue and gold, with interviews of UCI leaders, innovators, and last but not least, zot, 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 everyday anteaters. Hello everybody, this is UCI Conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer. And my special guest today is outstanding UCI alumni, Scott Brooks. Scott led the anteater basketball team as point guard his junior and senior year before graduating in 1987. He then went on to play in the NBA for 10 years, including the 1994 world champion Houston Rockets with Hakeem Olajuwon. After his playing days were over, Scott quickly transitioned into coaching and it seems like he has never left. For seven years, he was head coach of the fan favorite Oklahoma City Thunder with league MVP Kevin Durant and future MVPs Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And he was himself named NBA Coach of the Year for the 2009-2010 season. And for the last five years, he's been the head coach of the Washington Wizards. The last time Coach Brooks was on campus was November 2019 when his number 12 jersey was retired at Brent Center during halftime of an anteater basketball game. And, and pretty much nothing's been the same since because only a few months later, COVID entered the picture. But just note that Coach Brooks didn't have anything to do with that. He, he's cu- currently extremely busy preparing for the NBA regular season to begin in mid-October, just around the corner. This year, he will be an assistant coach for the Portland Trailblazers under another fan favorite, Coach Chauncey Billups, Welcome to UCI Conversations, Coach Brooks. Thank you for being with us. How are you today?
0: Thank you, Kevin. I'm doing well. appreciate the introduction. That was very nice of you. It's realized. I just realized, man, I've been around a long
1: time. <laughs> you know, I was going to kind of refer to that. I, I've been around a little longer than you. You know, that's okay. You, you've done some amazing things. First of all, why don't we just start off with? You know, we're recording this interview on Wednesday, September 15th, 2021, and you're here in Orange County and not in Portland. What's going on today?
0: Well, we have the UC Irvine, Scott Brooks Golf Invitational, raising money for all the great student athletes at Irvine. And it's, it's just been great. I've, I've been doing it for quite some time now. I really don't even know how many years it's been so many years. But <laughs> it's great. You know, it, the athletes, they've inspired me just being around them for the day and, and watching them grow throughout the years. But it's the, the program, the UC Irvine, is just something close to my heart.
1: That's great, Coach. And I know you're often involved with fundraising. I think on YouTube, I caught, you cut your hair for like $50,000 or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, my daughter, that was during COVID. We had nothing to do. My hair was getting long. I, I, didn't, I had no place to go get a haircut. So my daughter and I decided to raise some money and we did it for a great cause. And we shaved my head hair all the way off. But What an experience. I mean, it's just been crazy the last couple of years, but, you know, we've always tried to make the best of everything.
1: Yeah, it has been crazy. You did a great job, by the way. (laughs) Hey, you know, it's been almost 35 years since you graduated. You know, you've had an amazing career. Does it seem like a lifetime ago that you were a student at UCI or does it seem like a blink of an eye? It seems
0: like a blink of an eye. It goes by yeah. fast, as we know. You know, I have two kids grown up, and it just it flies by. I tell the student-athletes all the time, enjoy it. Embrace it. There's going to be some struggles at times, but enjoy those moments because it goes by so fast. And, and you probably feel the same way, Kevin. You, we wish we could have some of those college experiences back because those are some of the best times of your life.
1: Right, right, right. Did you always know that you would play – basketball in college? How was that for you?
0: I've always wanted to follow my high school coach's footsteps, Coach Stricker. He was just a great player at University of Pacific. He inspired me. He really thought that he saw something in me that at times I didn't even see it, but I wanted to play. I I dedicated to the game early on, like seventh or eighth grade, Mm -hmm. and I played every day since. I wanted to play college basketball. I loved that played in the NBA that time that was the goal and luckily for me I was able to accomplish those goals and you know what a great experience I've had playing you know in college and Irvine and and in the NBA and now coaching.
1: Yeah yeah your road to UCI wasn't direct You, you played at TCU and then also at San Joaquin Delta Junior College. Can you tell us just a little bit about how that all transpired?
0: You know it was really I don't know if it was luck. It just so happened. It's just, there was only one program after my senior year in high school that offered me a scholarship and that was TCU. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted a college scholarship and you know, my family, we couldn't afford an education on our own. So basketball was my route. And TCU offered me a scholarship. I went there. I actually loved it. But crazy, I was just homesick. It's first time being away from home. I'm the youngest of seven. My mom raised all of us on her own. Uh, and also I was lovesick you know I had a girlfriend at the time and, <laughs> and thank god I, I ended up marrying her so it's, it was a it was a great decision on my part to move back and I went to I went to San Joaquin Delta a junior mm-hmm. college and we had a great year and and what's crazy is that the first story is the second story is just even crazier I was only offered one scholarship and that was to UC Irvine coach Mulligan saw something in me and, mm-hmm. and offered me a scholarship and I I wish you know looking back I wish I would have had four years at Irvine because I love that program. I love the university the area, and it was just, they gave me a great foundation to have a future success
1: and it, it was no slam dunk I, I actually talked with assistant coach from that anteater team Mike Bukowski, and he said that he would go route recruiting and that there would you know there would be the junior college tournaments where you got to see a lot of teams and you actually, I think, played on a a, a late game that a lot of uh, recruiters skipped just because it had been a long day and whatever. And and uh, Mike said he he spotted you. He's like, hey, who's that guy? <laughs> it was just Scott Brooks, and um, and you were kind of a um, a dark horse a little bit. But, you know, not that well known. And Mike came back to UCI and talked to Coach Mulligan and. And uh, coach Mulligan wanted to know, well, who else is recruiting him? And, and you weren't like a big, you know, flash, you know, everybody wasn't after you. So it was kind of like, well, do you think, what do you think? And as I'm sure, you know, with recruiting and bringing players on board, or at least on the, uh, uh, at the academic level, um, you never really know until the player gets there, but but he said once you got here within a week, they were like, oh my god, we you know we we got a leader on our team here. So uh, did you know any of that, of that backstory at all? Or? Yeah,
0: you know I always joke with Coach Bo. You know Wilkowski was a great coach and having great success at, at Chapman for the last right. I don't know twenty five thirty years, but always joke, man, you really got a good eye for talent. no but you know what i wasn't highly recruited but i always tell the athletes it's not how high you recruit as long as you go to a place that that you feel comfortable that they put you in a position to have success and it's it's a great academic school so i love the opportunity that they they gave me the program uci gave me but it's it gave me a lot of confidence and going into the next level
1: gotcha ladies and gentlemen if you joined us late you're listening to uci conversations I'm your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, and my special guest today is Anteater alumni and NBA Portland Trailblazers basketball coach, Scott Brooks. Here, he talks about his memories of being at UCI and one big game in particular. Do you have any big or small memories from your college days? Anything come to mind, any high points or or, or maybe struggling points in college?
0: You know, just the friendships. Mm. The friendships that my teammates just it's it's lifelong we have a bond we've been together and we still communicate and it's it's so much easier to communicate now with you know cell phones and social media and and things of that nature but the memories that I have has all been really really good memories of of having relationships with my teammates and then our coaches you know they pushed us coach Mulligan was tough I mean yeah. he was really 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 hard to play for, for guards because he was so demanding but I thank him for that and you know he put me in so many good positions to have success but he was tough he wasn't easy and there's a lot of guards that couldn't survive his practices and his his toughness but he gave me a lot of confidence that I can play at the next level.
1: Mm, wow. Well. And it's his son, Brian, who has become a successful Orange County high school coach, just said you were always there early. You stayed late. You had an incredible work ethic. So it's paid off. One of your, and your teammates also said that you, you had keys to the local gyms. Do you do you remember that? He <laughs> goes, we, we don't know how he did it. He always had keys. <laughs>
0: I don't know how I did it, but I always finagle the way to get into the, the, the boys and girls club or uh, the University Athletic Club. I had some way somehow, I don't know, I, I snuck around and, and kept doors open, but I, I love the gym. I still do. Kevin, I love to be in the gym. I, I have a great I mean it's every day I get to, I get to be around the, the greatest athletes in the world, but as, as a player growing up, I wanted to be in the gym. I didn't care who I played against. I could play against the, the local fire department. I can buy a play against the UC Irvine engineering department. It didn't matter. I wanted to play every day, no matter who it was against.
1: Yeah. 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 You just love basketball. That's great. My brother's actually a basketball coach over at Tustin High School. And he said you were at a basketball clinic once. He just said your quickness is just amazing. I guess you always consider that an asset, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, obviously I'm 5'11". I wasn't the the strongest athlete on the floor, but I had quickness. Mm. I can... Jumped pretty well. I had some pretty good skill. I think those are good assets, and along with, I think I acquired a lot of toughness through my mom, and and those things have helped me on the basketball court. Toughness and quickness is pretty much important to have if you're a smaller player.
1: Mm. Do you remember the first game in Bren Center? I understand that you were having just an outstanding game. You had scored 43 points. And the coach pulled you out of the game. Do you, do you remember that? I remember that very well. <laughs> <laughs> could you could you share with us your side of the story? <laughs> uh,
0: well, Kevin McGee had the scoring record, the all time single game scoring record, and he's. I'm not bashful to say this. I'm not the best player to ever play at Irvine. Kevin McGee was the best player. That guy was so good.
1: And he was there a few years before you, right?
0: Yes, I think yeah. he was there. I think his last year was maybe 81 or 82. I think so, uh, maybe. I mean, just a great player. Not a good player, a great player. But yeah. he had the record. And Coach, that was the guy that put Irvine and Coach on the map. And he didn't want me to break his record, which at that time, it didn't even bother me. It didn't even like, okay, okay, I just want we just want to win the game. I think we were playing yeah. Utah State. And they had a really good guard on that team, Dixon. And, but we wanted to play well and open it up and it was great atmosphere. I mean, it was sold out and what Uh, a great place to play college basketball at that time.
1: Yeah. 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 I actually, the, the, uh, the stat guy at the table told me the story where, you know, coach uh, Mulligan would, you know, ask him like, you know, how many fouls does this person have, you know, how many timeouts we got left and so forth. But when you got pulled out and I, you know, I hope this is not ill feelings at all. I mean, you guys such an incredible, but just under his breath, but the stat guy could hear him says, nobody's breaking McGee's record while I'm here.
0: Well, I, I heard that pretty loud and clear when he, when he came down towards the, towards me doing, taking me out, but that's fine. You know what? I, I would have loved, you know, quite honestly, I would have loved that tie the record to be with mm-hmm. Kevin. I mean, that yeah. was, I mean, like I said, he was the best player and I got a lot of respect for coach Mulligan. That's, I mean, he's a loyal dude and, and he gave me a great opportunity and he gave me a lot of freedom. I have no, no complaints. I had a great opportunity there and I loved every moment of it.
1: Well, boy, you know, I was just watching a YouTube video last night with when uh, Kevin Durant was awarded his MVP and he acknowledged you just for your selflessness and just talking with you, um, it, it comes through. And um, So it's it, it, that's, that's an admirable quality.
0: Appreciate it, yeah. Kevin Durant, what a player! I was very fortunate enough to to coach him his first eight years, one as an assistant and seven as a head coach. But what a great person! I mean that 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 speech is going to go down as one of the greatest uh, MVP speeches like in my books. And just how thoughtful he was with everybody but what a great guy
1: coach is that the speech where he he called his mom out and he yeah. said you're the you're the yeah, like the over MVP. and over like it brings tears to my eyes he just over and over just you're the mvp to his mom it was really yeah,
0: you can never get enough of that speech for him just that moment him saying his mom is the real mvp that's to me and he meant it man he he has a great relationship with his mom and you know it's kind of reminded me of myself and with my mom and and that was just, that was a that was really a cool moment the way Sam Presti the general manager of the Oklahoma City Thunder set that whole thing up and how it was done it was really a really a neat experience
1: you know i will say you know in just getting to know you just in preparation for the interview and so forth that the respect that you have for the people that you work with. I mean, uh, you treat people respectfully.
0: Well, I mean, I think I owe that to my people that have raised me, my mom. I mean, she's, she's always told me, you know what? You don't know whatever anybody's going through, but respect them. That's their journey, it's their life. And, you know, the, the best thing you can do is honor them and, and support them. And, and encourage them and 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 now that I'm a coach I, I I get a chance to be able to do all those things and empower uh, the the players that I've been around but I, I really believe respect is huge. I mean, you can you can have really disagreements but you still should have always that respect for one another's opinion. I think everybody's important. Nobody's better than others and you know when, we're, when it's all said and done you look back and you you always will be thankful for all the the respect that you gave people and, and they gave you in return.
1: Well said. So when you came out of college, you were not drafted initially. So you had a couple years, I think maybe CBA. and But then finally you were able to get on the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Is that right?
0: Yes. Yes. Back then in 87, there was seven rounds and I wasn't drafting them in any of the seven. Uh, nowadays there's only two rounds so it's um it was it was a very uh, interesting journey but looking back at my career and how I got into the game and how I was raised it was probably meant to be that way and nothing came easy
1: and my mom always
0: told me you don't want anything easy you want to earn it you don't want anybody to give you anything you want to be able to go out there and work for it and 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 the determination and exhaust all the opportunities but yeah i mean jimmy Lynham philadelphia 76ers head coach at the time gave me an opportunity that i'm always will be thankful for i just talked to him about a month ago and just great memories and you know making that team for the first time and living with charles barkley my rookie year for a couple of months what an experience for a, a, a young player to be able to to have
1: yeah yeah being roommates did you feel like were you just a sponge to learn. I mean, what was that like?
0: What an experience, Kevin. <laughs>
1: <say the>
0: <laughs> I don't drink a lot of beer, but man, that guy can put down some beers. Man, it's the craziest thing. He would drink a bunch of beers the night before and and then dominate the next game and forty points and twenty rebounds. And I'm like, okay, I'm two beer limit, and I'm like, I gotta, yeah. But it was it was a great experience. You know that his generosity. He really gave me a great foundation of giving back. Uh, He was always so thankful for being in the NBA. He grew up in Leeds, Alabama, and and didn't have a lot growing up, but he was always giving back. Always, it was, I mean, we would be, you know, leaving a grocery store, and he would go down to the homeless shelter and buy them groceries and drop off, you know, NBA gear. We were always doing something, and it was really for the first two months of my first year in the NBA, I got the see a lot of cool things take place. And he really set the example for me to, to give back and, and, and always give back in my NBA career.
1: Very cool. How about memories from your world championship season? Anything come to mind?
0: Yeah, Rudy Tomjanovich, what a great coach. It takes me back that he wasn't in the Hall of Fame sooner, but I'm so glad that he's a Hall of Fame coach now. Uh, he was a great player at Michigan. And a great, great coach, and he didn't get a lot of credit for some reason. But he was, he was really, really good with all players, not just the star players, not just uh, you know the starters, but everybody on the team. You felt connected, and playing with the Kemalajman, wow, what a treat! Uh, that guy, I swear, I swear, like one year, the the year we won, I don't even think he missed a shot in the fourth quarter. I know that's not the case, but it felt like every shot, every big moment, he stepped up and played big, but he always cared about his teammates, and I, I, as a as a star player, if you have a star player that works hard, that that is selfless, that wants his teammates to do well, you've got a really special situation, and I've been fortunate enough to coach some guys like that, but that team, with having him on the team, was really, really cool, and you know what's really crazy, Kevin, I saw Vernon Maxwell for the first time in I don't even remember when's the last time, maybe 20 years. I saw him uh, like a month and a half ago in the Las Vegas summer league. We embraced so hard and so long. And it was just a great special moment because he was a great teammate. But that memory of having, you know, that year winning the championship and seeing some of the players down the line throughout the years, it's just a really incredible
1: yeah. How was your season that year? Were you a support player or you know what? Wh-
0: wh- Kevin, i was <laughs> always a support player. I always joke about with my wife, like, oh, come on, why don't you just sit down and rest? I always tell her, you know what? I've set my entire career. I, I need to sit up and walk around <laughs> and move around a little bit and have some fun. Uh, but no, it's um I was a support player, but with Rudy Tom that made everybody feel important. And, you know, I was there in the finals. I didn't play and there were seven games. What a great series. But I was an important part of that team because I was I was in charge of the scout team. I prepared us how the Knicks would prepare. I mean, it, it gave me a great understanding on how important everybody on the team is.
1: Yeah, that's great. Wow. So did you always think you would coach? Was that in the back of your mind once your playing days were over? Or
0: Yes. I mean, I wanted to play as long as I've possibly can because I love the game and that's the best I mean it's the best job in the world being an NBA player I mean, coaching is is obviously great but it's not the best (laughs) Uh, but uh, unfortunately for me I've been able to be able to do both of them play and coach but I wanted to get into coaching I knew right away but I wanted to wait for a year to just to see if my wife and kids would be on board with that because I knew once you get involved, it was going to be, it's it's very time consuming. And there's a good chance you have to move across the country and move around a bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so when they said, let's go for it, I was ready. And I'm glad I made that decision because it's uh, staying in the game and being around the NBA is, like I said, you're around the greatest athletes in the world and motivated athletes and I've learned from them every day, and I'm thankful for the opportunities I've had throughout my 20 years of coaching.
1: Great. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, the UCI Conversation Show. I'm your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, and my guest today is 1987 UCI alumni and longtime NBA basketball coach, Scott Brooks. Here, Coach Brooks talks about first becoming coach of the Never Say Die Oklahoma City Thunder and some amazing years. When you became head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, you guys were like a kind of a secondary market. But like I said, you were a fan favorite. Everybody was always rooting for your team and, and you were just a class act as coach. What were your recollections of those years? It seemed like the community loved you guys.
0: It was just a great, great atmosphere. I mean, we came into town, and unfortunately for Seattle, I mean, we left Seattle, moved to Oklahoma City. Obviously, I had nothing to do with that. But Oklahoma, they embraced us, and they gave all of our players just a warm welcome to the state, to the city. You know, the thing I look back at it, and, and it's crazy. My first 32 games coaching that team, we were 3 and 29. <laughs> was, whoa was, I, i'm thinking to myself and my wife can attest to this but i'm gonna go down as the worst NBA coach <laughs> ever ever but you know what inspired me is seeing russell westbrook and and kevin duran and all the players just work extremely hard every day and i'm thinking to myself what am i complaining about these guys they don't even care about their record they wanted to get better as basketball players And then the last 50 games, I mean, I don't think we won half of them, but we probably won 20 to 22 of them. And it gave us a great foundation going into the following year. And then we ended up winning 50 games and playing the Lakers in the first round and taking them to the game six. But you know what? We used to always call it Thunder U because we had so many young players. And that's why I think the basketball world really took to it because we had so many young guys just playing so hard and, At times, we didn't know what to expect, but we knew one thing that we were going to give great effort.
1: Yeah, yeah. That is pretty amazing, Coach, when you think Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, obviously, I guess they just hadn't matured. They still weren't as strong as they would become. I mean, boy, how could a team with those two guys be 3-29? and It's just kind of my boggling they
0: were, I mean, they were 19 and 20 years old, and you know what? We had a lot of young players along with them, but The thing that the thing that I really respect both of them so much. They worked so hard. All their talent level, their athleticism, their God gifts that that they all have, and but their effort, man, their effort. They almost treated themselves as like fighting to make the team. So we practiced every day at eleven o'clock. They were on the court, both of them, one end, one on the other, one on Kevin on the other, Russell's on the other end. But they were on the court every day at nine fifteen. And I'm thinking to myself, 9.15, we're not practicing for another hour and 45 minutes. But they gave so much effort, and they gave a great example for our organization to move forward as a group. But those leadership skills that they had early on, it was special.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Coach, in L.A., now that Russell Westbrook's coming to the Lakers, the big question is, how will he fit in? Do you have any sense of that or any take on that?
0: I mean, it's, to me, it's it's simple, man. You, winning basketball players fit in. The guy cares about winning basketball. He's not always media friendly, but, you know, the media is not always friendly with him either. It's, it's a two-way street. But the one thing that he always, always will do and have is he will play hard. He will play hard. He's not an excuse maker. He's not a, like, oh, uh, the schedule, man, we had, you know, back-to-back games, that we've had a tough stretch here there's no excuse in, in, in Russell Westbrook's wiring and his teammates will always respect them because he gives effort every night and he cares about his teammates. That's the thing that the, the, the world doesn't really get to see behind the scenes of Russell Westbrook. The guy is, he's a winning basketball player. He's a championship basketball player. He hasn't won a, a championship, but there's a lot of Kevin, there's a lot of great players that never won a championship. And I have a lot of respect for John Stockton, Carl Malone, and Jerry Salome, Utah, man, they were they were winning games every year, uh, like a, at a high level, but they never won a championship. But they're champions, and it's mm. how you prepare and how you how you play the game and treat the game to me is what really
1: matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have a coaching philosophy? You know, at the end of the day, are there, are there things that point you in in a certain direction?
0: Well, there's a lot of non-negotiables. You know, as is, mm. is one is just. I try to keep it simple. I've always been around coaches that kept it simple. And the game is beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. game when it's played together. And you have five guys uh, connected to one another. Just play hard. If you play mm-hmm. hard and play for your teammates, then everything else takes care of itself. And, you know, just be on time. Do your job mm-hmm. every day. Come in with that work-like uh, mentality. And, and, you know, offensively, share the ball share the ball. Passing the ball is intimidating. If you can pass the ball, make that defense move around and defensively help each other, stop you know, the opponent. It's pretty simple, Kevin. And like I said, coaches and sometimes players, we try to make it a little bit too complicated than it really is. And it's a beautiful game when it's played together.
1: Mm. Do you have a favorite all-time player either from when you were a kid or or even now. You know what my
0: favorite player growing up and I grew up in northern California but I love the Philadelphia 76ers. They were yeah. seen to be on TV every weekend and I loved Julius Dr. J Irving. Love him. Yeah. yeah. February 22nd, 1950 is his birthday. I still remember that. I just, I mean <laughs> I just I mean I thought I was going to be Dr. J cuz my freshman year in high school I was 4 foot 11. Hundred and three pounds. And the next year I became like I was five seven. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna get to six six and you know the next <laughs> couple of years. I'm gonna be Dr. J. Yeah, I love Dr. J. And I I still do. I get that I've met him a handful of times. When I'm around them, I am in awe. I'm not in awe of a lot of former players or players, but when I'm around Dr. J, man, it just takes me to another level.
1: Yeah, yeah. As a coach, do you feel conscious of managing the different personalities you know these are grown men in a competitive environment can you describe that
0: yeah no it's definitely it's 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 at times it's there's various there's a lot of uh colorful personalities if i want to say (laughs) it's very i mean but you know what i like that i like challenges i like players that that want to express their personalities and and But, you know, the bottom line is, Kevin, if you both are on the same, if you both have the same common denominator, that is your team first and win basketball games, I think all the other things, you know, that's just all part of the game now. It's it's a different game. There's no question. You coach different from years ago and play different. I love coaching players. I love being around players and being around personalities. That's what makes it fun. And you have to be able to manage it. There's no question. But to me – If the players are about the team, it's pretty easy. It's pretty simple.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Coach, it's a big day today. You got the golf tournament. Have a great day out there. We are watching you from afar as an anteater. Wish you all the continued success.
0: I appreciate your time. Thank you.
1: Thank you again to 1987 UCI alumni Scott Brooks. Who, so after graduating, went on to have a 10-year NBA playing career, and now has been an NBA coach for 20 years. It was a great interview. What an inspiration to hear about two of the all-time great NBA players practicing for one and a half to two hours before the official practice would even begin. They were practicing like they were trying to make the team. Wow. Coach Brooks's humbleness and dedication also came through during the interview. He is a class act. Word from Anne Eater Athletics is that the 10th annual Scott Brooks Invitational Golf Tournament was a tremendous success. Zot, zot, zot. Thank you to all those who participated, and good luck to Coach Brooks's NBA team this year, the Portland Trailblazers. And now turning the page, stay tuned for the Ash Coomer Show at the top of the hour, where interesting people are always the topic of the day. You've been listening to UCI Conversations, where every week we explore another corner of the land of blue and gold, with interviews of UCI leaders, innovators, and zot-zot-zot everyday anteaters. eaters You can hear an encore of this show and any of my past shows on my podcast website at www.bostonmayer.com. And comments and suggestions are always welcome at kboss at KUCI.org. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, encouraging you to keep working hard, keep wearing your mask when at risk, and if you've not done so yet, get that vaccine. Stay safe. Have a happy good evening and happy trails. So long, everybody. And playing the hour out is my piano maestro, Fred Kaplan, on his Chicago blues CD signifying. Enjoy.